The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Adam Carricker on The Ticket on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Adam Carricker on The Ticket. As a four-man, it is a victory Friday. Because if Friday is a victory Friday, real quick, before we dive into some college football this weekend, it's a loaded slate. All right, we've got three ranked games. Both teams are ranked and five across the country where both teams are ranked playing each other this weekend in college football. Highlighted by future Big Ten teams, number eight, Oregon, at number seven, Washington. But before we dive into that, all right, check out GELandscapeSupply.com or call them at 402-467-1627. Now, real quick. Let's get to some of these games, some of these college football games that are quite intriguing. And then I'm going to save Oregon versus Washington for the end. And as someone who grew up in the Northwest, I understand how big of a rivalry this is. All right. This is one of the more undervalued, not talked about enough rivalries across the entire country. Now, it helps when the teams playing in the game are better. Washington has been up and down as of late. Oregon's typically pretty good. But this is one of the bigger better most bitterest rivalries that people don't know about in all of college football especially when it comes to oregon towards washington the oregon folks are not gigantic fans of the washington folks in particular let's get to a couple of games before that you got all right iowa at wisconsin all right now cluster and i just got done talking about how incredibly explosive Iowa's offense is, how they're lighting up the scoreboard. It's like the 4th of July, uh, but in reverse. All right, Wisconsin's a 10-point favorite. This might be the lowest over-under total I've seen for the entire college football season. Well, it's not might be. It is. The over-under for this game is 34-and-a-half. And if I'm being honest with you, that seems kind of high. Let's see. My prediction Let's chat about this for a minute. So Iowa's offense is struggling. They're having 21 points per game. They're not even close to that 25 points per game that everyone says that they have to have in order to keep baby Ferentz, who actually believes they're going to fire him if they don't uh, reach 25 points per game. Iowa's defense and special teams year after year is very good. Their offense is definitely subpar, below average, not quite as good as everybody else, however you want to phrase it. So I don't know how he maintains a job. Well, I do. D1 daddy ball. But here we go. All right, Wisconsin's actually a pretty good team this year. They're not going to throw the ball over the yard. Tanner Mordecai, the SMU transfer quarterback that is their starter this year, is up and down, you know, uh, at times, to put it kindly. He struggled a little bit, but they can still run the ball. They got Thunder. They got Lightning. They got Braylon Allen. Okay, they, they can still run the ball, play sound, disciplined football, and they tackle and play pretty good defense as well. Wisconsin's actually a pretty good team this year. Luke Fickle's a good coach. Not quite gone to that air raid just as of yet, but they're in the progress process of doing that and they're progressing pretty well when you consider how well they can run the ball and I know they want to throw it more as time goes on but I have uh, Washington I'm sorry 
Wisconsin winning this game 24-10. to 10. And yes, that means I have them under in the over-under total of 34.5, which is the lowest over-under total I've seen all year. All right, next let's go to Notre Dame, who is the 21st-ranked team in the country, playing number 10 USC. Another rivalry game, okay? More well-known rivalry game. Notre Dame's had quite the gauntlet lately. All right, they've had a couple of tough losses, but this gauntlet of games, Ohio State, Duke, Louisville, USC, that's a lot of ranked teams. That's a lot of good teams. There's a lot of road games in there as well. So they got a bye week next week. USC, probably the best offense in the country, depending on what offensive stat you're going to look at. Okay, it's, it's either them, Oregon, or Washington. Those are the top three offenses in the country, but I'll get to Oregon and Washington more in a minute. Caleb Williams, I mean... He may very well win another Heisman Trophy. Hasn't been done since the 70s. Archie Griffin, Ohio State, the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, he's playing great. But they just they don't believe in playing defense in Southern California. I, I, they don't believe in tackling. They don't believe in playing defense. Sometimes they don't believe in covering the wide receiver. Let's just see if the quarterback sees it and throws it to him for a wide-open touchdown. I think that's what they're doing half the time on defense. I mean, they're ranked 10th in the country. They're a pretty good team. Probably the third best team in the Pac-12, a loaded Pac-12 this year. First time the Pac-12 has really been relevant in a little over a decade, honestly. All right, Notre Dame is actually a two-and-a-half point favorite. I was surprised when I saw that, okay? They over-under 60-and-a-half. I'm going to take Notre Dame, and I'll tell you why. There's, there's two reasons. Because my first, my biggest hesitation was that this is the end of a gauntlet of games. And how's Notre Dame's energy focus how are they going to be for this game well they just got embarrassed by louisville last week on national tv so i would think their focus would be back in full force despite the gauntlet it's going to be at home and they got a bye week next week so there's no reason not to lay it all out on the line okay it's a home game and i just don't think usc's defense is very good I think Notre Dame is going to control the line of scrimmage on offense and defense. I think they can control the game, control the clock with the run game, okay, because USC doesn't believe in stopping the run at all. All right, when you take out the sack totals, which for some reason people incorporate into the rushing yard totals in college football, I don't quite understand that, because USC is actually good at getting after the quarterback. They're one of the better teams in the country at getting sacks, of pressuring opposing quarterbacks. But when you take out their good sack totals and those minus yardage, Minus yardages in their 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 sack the sack column that they have, and you take that away from the rushing stats because it shouldn't be in there. They're like 110th in the country. Okay, so that that's not great, and you're going to play a very physical Notre Dame team at home that can run the ball. So long story short, I do have Notre Dame winning. I think it's going to be a great, exciting game. I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think USC is hard to stop. I think USC has a hard time stopping anybody, let alone Notre Dame. I think it comes down to the end, and I think the Irish lay it all out on the line. And then they're going to need that bye week after this to get the victory. Next up is North Carolina, number 12 in the country versus number 25, Miami. Oh. Something as simple as taking a knee. Man, who would have thought it would cause so much commotion? And then the argument could be made, if you saw the play, where Miami ran the ball instead of taking the knee last week and they ended up losing to Georgia Tech when all they had to do was take a knee, run out the clock, end the game, and they're sitting here undefeated and probably ranked in the top 15, much like North Carolina. But they run the ball. They fumble it. Georgia Tech does the improbable, goes like 76 yards, scores in about 20, 30 seconds. So Miami's 4-1. and one. But the play that Miami ran the ball and there was a fumble, 
you see the replay? It looked like his knee was down. It looked like the running back was down. So there's all sorts of things to talk about from that one play, from the coach's decision. And by the way, he did that. Uh, Miami's head coach when he was at Oregon. They were beating Stanford a few years ago, and they had a lead, and they instead of taking a knee, okay, they ran the ball. Stanford picked it up, ran it in for a touchdown. Stanford won the game up in Eugene, Oregon. So uh, I don't know, maybe learn from the first one or the second one, whatever you want to do. All right, so this is going to be a great game. I think, obviously, it depends on how Miami bounces back. Do they bounce back with piss and vinegar, or are they going to wallow in their own uh, pit of self-pity? I do think it doesn't matter, honestly, because I think North Carolina is a really good football team. I think they are a sleeper team that could come up and surprise Clemson, come up and surprise Florida State, who I don't think is as good as people think they are. That win versus LSU early on in the year does not look anywhere near as impressive as it once did. I got North Carolina winning this game, and I've also got them as a sleeper college football playoff team. They will have to go undefeated, though. So we'll see if they can do that or not, and just how good they are. All right, two games left, both in the Pac-12. Number 15, Oregon State hosts number 18, UCLA. Oregon State's a three-point favorite. Now, again, there's five ranked matchups, five games with, where both teams are ranked this weekend, three in the Pac-12. The Pac-12, in my opinion, okay, is probably the most entertaining conference to watch this year from top to bottom. And they're just kind of beating each other up, okay? UCLA lost to Utah. Oregon State beat Utah, then they lost to Washington State, and UCLA beat Washington State. It's just kind of like a merry-go-round of all these good teams beating each other up. Uh, I do think Oregon State's going to win this game at home, okay? But I think that's going to be another fun game to watch. All right. Now I save the game of the week for the end. This is not only the game of the week because it's the two highest-ranked teams playing each other. It's not only the game of the week because there's going to be about 4,982 points scored. Okay, it's the game of the week because both these teams are in the Big Ten next year. All right, number eight, Oregon versus number seven, Washington. The Huskies, I was kind of surprised by this, but it is in Husky Stadium, and that is the loudest stadium in the entire Pac-12 is Autzen Stadium. I've been inside of both these stadiums on game days. Okay, Autzen Stadium in Eugene, Oregon. A very close second is Husky Stadium in Seattle, Washington. Huskies are favored by three. The over-under is 67. That's not high enough. All right. Now, here are some interesting stats. They are the top two teams in the entire country when it comes to total offense. Washington is number one, 569 yards per game, and Oregon is number two with 556 total yards per game. Now, the number one scoring offense in the country is USC. Then, it's number two. Number two is Oregon. Okay, 52 points per game. Number three is Washington at a lowly 46 points per game. There, I noticed this. This was interesting to me. The top three scoring offenses in the entire country – will all be Big Ten teams next year. USC, Oregon, Washington. Not to disrespect UCLA, you're just not in the top three or four in this particular category. But if you look at this year's Big Ten teams, we have the top three scoring defenses in the country right here, right now, today. The number one scoring defense in the country is Michigan, 6.67 points per game. Number two scoring defense in the country is the Penn State Nittany Lions, 9.6 points per game. Number three is Ohio State, where they finally decided to play defense this year. Number three in the country, giving up 10.2 points per game. I honestly think, and I know the SEC, all the national titles and everything they've won lately, they've been top-heavy for years. Top to bottom, they're not even close to being the best conference every year. They're very top-heavy. But beyond that, I think the Big Ten, starting next year, will be the best and most exciting conference in America. The other thing the Big Ten has going for it 
it's a national conference. It's East Coast to West Coast. Piscataway to Columbus to Madison to Lincoln to L.A. to Eugene to Washington. Hey, I'll do respect to the SEC, but it's very, very regional. All right, my prediction. Oregon, I feel, is probably the more balanced team. They have a top 10 rush offense in the country, averaging 225 rush yards a game. A top five defense, giving up 11.8 points per game. So that's, so that's four teams next year that will be in the Big Ten. They have four of the top five defenses in the country currently right now when you go back to Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, and then now Oregon. Now Washington, they're rush, I mean, they're explosive on offense. They're probably the most explosive team in the entire country. When you just come to explosiveness, I think of Washington, USC, and I think of Penn State, honestly. Okay. Washington, 101st rush offense in the country, 123 yards per game. The 27th ranked defense in the country, scoring defense, giving up 18.4 points per game. Okay. So, again, I think Oregon's a little bit more balanced, a little bit more well-rounded. I do think Washington is the single most explosive team in the entire country. All right. The number one passer in the country, when you just look at stats, is Shadur, Rolex, Watch, Wire, and Sanders. Okay. Number two is Michael Penix, Jr., Okay, 1,999 pass yards, basically 2,000 pass yards, and Washington's averaging 447 pass yards a game. Washington is a team with the first first round quarterback, probably top 10 or 15. Okay, two NFL wide receivers. Oregon, top 10 rushing offense, number two scoring offense in the country, top five defense. Oh, by the way, Bo Nix, who's in his 89th year of eligibility due to whatever rules. Okay. He has, he's the number one quarterback in the country when it comes to completion percentage, completing, listen to this, 80.4% of his passes. Good Lord Almighty. Now, I'm not incredibly confident in who's going to win this game. I'm incredibly confident it's going to be rowdy. It's going to be loud. It may be the most fun football game to watch all season long, which is why I spent so much time on it. Plus, they're going to be in the Big Ten next year. Plus, the winner of this game is probably the best team in the Pac-12. Very likely a college football playoff berth is being won and lost this Saturday in Husky Stadium. Not so much next year when we have 84 teams in the playoff, but I digress. I think Oregon wins a close, high-scoring, electrifying game just because they're a little bit more physical and a little bit more well-rounded. But Husky Stadium is going to be rocking, and I can't wait to watch it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. We've got the People's Segment. Some of your questions, comments, concerns, call or text 402. 464-5685. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.